Welcome to Behave Intelligently, an uncensored exploration of behavior in the workplace, life, and the larger world. Behave Intelligently is co-hosted by fellow behavioral enthusiasts, Jay Johnson and Mark Garrison, and produced by the amazingly talented team at Coeus Creative Group. Thanks for joining this week's edition where we're going to talk about resolutions. So as you notice, we're back with the show in 2021 after a little bit of an extended break. We've streamlined our format to give you a glimpse into behavioral science as it relates to different relevant and interesting topics. Today, we're going to start with an article from studyfinds.com titled, Americans Abandoning Traditional New Year's Resolutions for 2021 Focus on Less Materialistic Intentions Instead. You can find a link to the article in the show notes as well as on our social media. So, Mark, you found this article. I figured maybe we'd start with you. What were some of your thoughts when you encountered this? You know, when I came across this article, I, I wasn't too surprised by what it had to say. Um, we all know 2020 has been a, a unique year for all of us. And this article talks about how people are shifting their approach to New Year's resolutions or new habits in 2021 away from the more materialistic type goals or um, the traditional uh, lose weight, exercise more uh, activities to more experiences, spending more time with family, um, focusing on uh, saving money and or paying down debts. And I think with the experiences a lot of people had in 2020 with uh, finances and, and uh, job security, savings, and things like that, that people are really shifting that focus, or at least that's what this article is claiming, that people want to change that mentality in 2021. Yeah, so they had pulled some research, and, and I did find it kind of interesting of the behavioral shift here, right? Because when we think about resolutions, it's always uh, well, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds in 2021, 20, or I want to, you know, I want to eat healthier, or I want to do X, Y, or Z. So the fact that this has changed, I, I do wonder, and, and what are your thoughts on this? But do you think part of that is because uh, this shift, this change in mindset, do you think part of that is because during COVID, a lot of people changed their eating habits. A lot of people have already changed um, some of those different kind of mechanical pieces that we would normally have as our January New Year's resolutions. Like they reinvented themselves. Is, do you think that that's something that may have contributed or do you think that that's just conjecture? You know, I think it could, it could be. Um, I think there's two mindsets of people out there. Some that have changed in, to, for the better you know, maybe working out, exercising more, eating healthier, um, with a lot of uh, restaurants and bars that have had to close, open, close, open, close. Um, people have not been eating out or drinking socially uh, as much. I'm sure there's still some regular uh, drinking occurring at home. Um, but and and they're and they're prepping their own foods, and so there there might be some of that. But I also think there's a group of people out there that have probably moved less and maybe not eating uh, eaten quite as healthy. Um, people who may not know how to cook or prepare their own foods um, may have struggled with eating healthier. And so I, I think there could be a mix, but I, I think you're right. I think there's a big factor of people who have done some sort of a shift in 2020 that 
has changed how they're going to approach their their New Year's resolutions or new habits? Well, and it, it seems like, at least according to this poll and, and article, that the focus is really more external than it has been internally. I mean, when we think about New Year's resolutions or, you know, walking into sort of that new start, that new beginning, it's, off, it's often self-focused. But with quarantine, we've been so self-focused in many ways that it doesn't surprise me that travel or taking a road trip or, you know, spending more time with family or loved ones is more at the front of people's minds rather than those individual aspects. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I've hardly traveled in 2020 due to COVID and, and travel restrictions and things like that. So uh, my hope is 2021, I am able to travel a little bit more and, and uh, visit friends, family and and folks that haven't really been able to see outside of looking at a computer screen or my, my phone screen doing Zoom calls or um, other kind of virtual calls. So I think that that's also an impact. I think people have said, okay, I've survived 2020. This is how I've behaved. Now for 2021, here's what I want to do different. And I think we're going to look at things like uh, a lot of people are probably still going to be a little concerned with maybe international travel or uh, flying where you're enclosed in an airplane with the recirculated air. So I'm not entirely shocked that people want to do more road trips. Uh, the marketing- I was say, yeah. That getting in a car and driving somewhere, you have a lot more control of the people that are around you than you do if you go to an airport or get on a plane or anything else like that. So that, that makes a lot of sense. I think the thing that caught my interest, though, was so this panel, you know, this research uh, interviewed 2000 Americans. So it is an American focused study. So this isn't necessarily, you know, we should definitely mention that given that we have an international audience. But I, I did find it interesting that 50% of the respondents ultimately ended up saying learning a new skill was one of their was one of their resolutions. That was that was quite surprising to me because I think that it at least seemed as we were going through, you know, going all the way back to March when things closed down, I saw a number of people trying to learn uh, a musical instrument or learning a different language or trying to pick up a different set of skills. So I found that interesting that that is carrying over into 2021. You know, and I wish we had more information. And I think uh, I'm going to try to dig into that study if I can, if I can find it online more. Um, but I want to know what skills are they talking about? Is it work skills? Because I could, Life I skills. could see, you know, I could see work skills being very popular with people wanting to learn some new work skills. Um, a lot of people had uh, changes in careers, changes in jobs, some by choice, some not by choice, um, that I could see people wanting to go back and, and start increasing their resume a little bit for job security in the future. I think uh, that, that security in 2020 has really been rocked for a lot of people. And getting some new skills added to their resume would, would provide a sense, a more sense of security, I think. Sure, more options or anything else, which I, you know, and I think that security is probably what obviously is driving that savings, you know, that, that interest in changing uh, financial expenditures and saving more and, you know, building up that sort of cushion just in case something gets pulled out from under you again, which obviously is going to have a, an impact on the economy. You know, 
in the United States, a bill was just passed to help with COVID relief and $600 payments will be paid out to a majority of Americans. It's interesting that if everybody does want that savings, that money's probably not gonna go to do what the economists would like it to do, which is get dumped back into small businesses or dumped back into the economy. People may just end up holding on to it. And you know, not to make it a political discussion, but it's it's really interesting to me that this is the mentality. And if we see this, what impacts is that gonna have on the small businesses or the professionals or or anything else like that, those markets? And I'm guessing that the US government probably didn't uh, employ a lot of behavioral economists as they were working through that bill <laughs> and the strategy behind the stimulus. Because uh, I think a lot of people would, would be in agreement with you, Jay, that a lot of people are going to save that money uh, if they can. And, and for, for those that really need it, they will spend it. Um, but I think a lot of people who are not in dire straits financially are going to save it uh, until a rainy day and hoping that 2021 doesn't have too many rainy days so people can really start to save some money and build up that their bank accounts. I think a lot of people have slowly seen those bank accounts, savings accounts depleted over 2020 as either their businesses may have struggled or you know maybe they had to do reductions in pay, uh, things along those lines. So, so if we're looking at this and saying, all right, these are the new years, this is the new mindset that people are coming at, and this is how they're going to be thinking about, you know, 2021. I find it interesting, you know, that every year we get into this discussion of new year, new you, and so on and so forth. And 2020 has not been kind to virtually anybody. Uh, you know, we've all had different struggles or we've all had different, you know, barriers, challenges to overcome. Why is it that we have to wait until the new year in order to engage in some sort of behavioral change? Is there something magical or special, you know, with December 31st being the, okay, now when this, when this number flips, when we hit 12.01 a.m. on January 1st, it's a new you. I, I've never really quite understood that. Why can't I just change my financial habits now <laughs> or right. change, you know, start, start that process today? Yeah, I mean, being from Michigan, I'm probably not going to start with road trips at 1201 on January 1st. I mean, that, that's a pretty dicey situation with snow, icy roads and all those things. <laughs> But yeah, I've never understood that. And, and I'm not one that has uh, typically created New Year's resolutions um, because I never made it never made sense to me why, you know, and it just, it was one of those things that everybody was doing and it just, it didn't sit with me. Why can't I do this now? Why can't I do this today? But if you think about some of the ones that people typically had, it was exercise, lose weight. Well, that makes sense following, you know, essentially 30 days of parties and massive eating and, you know, going outside <laughs> sure. of, you know, what you typically might do. I mean, everybody's baking holiday cookies or desserts and things like that. So that makes a little more sense to me. But when you start looking at the uh, financial savings or um, committing time to seeing, uh, spending more time with friends, family, things like that. Well, in 2020, that wasn't really the case, but in previous years, 
I would say most people had probably spent too much time with friends and family between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's that they needed that break too. So uh, it's interesting how those uh, experiences have changed. So let's, let's take it from that, right? Behavioral tip from Mark and Jay, get off your ass and do it today. And that rhymed, so you'll remember that. There you go. Uh, no need to start in January of 2020. You can get on it whenever you actually want to make that behavioral change. But I did find it interesting that you said, you know, you're not giving yourself a, a, a deadline because that was also something that we sort of discovered in the research as well for this show was people are, are less, you know, less inclined to say, I'm going to have this achieved by February or by March or anything else which is interesting because I'm wondering if that has an impact on uh, that sort of urgency or that, you know, getting started. Cause well, if I'm not giving myself a deadline, we know that generally when we're trying to change a habit or a behavior, giving yourself uh, a timeline for what to do and when to do it by is more effective than just saying, I'm going to do it at some point in time this year. You know what I mean? So I wonder what, that and obviously I don't blame you for not taking your road trip January, you know, 10th here in Michigan, but I wonder what the impact that's gonna have on people's ability to kind of follow through with their goals or their their desires to change their financial status or to uh, whatever if, if those deadlines or if those kind of concepts aren't necessarily practiced. Well, and I think that'll make it challenging, but if if they continue to monitor or check in on it. Um, think back to when you were in elementary school, right? You had progress reports that your teachers sent home to parents. Um, that it wasn't hitting a deadline, but it was just showing how you were doing on that trend. Is it going in the right direction or the wrong direction? And, you know, I might have a, a little more biased opinion when it comes to New Year's resolutions because uh, my birthday is January 2nd. And so whenever I wanted to celebrate my birthday with friends or whatever, said, hey, let's go out for my birthday. Oh, I can't, I gave up, you know, alcohol or, oh, I gave up sweets or I gave up this. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we can, you know, not do anything for my birthday. Awesome, thanks. So, And maybe some friends were still recovering from the yeah. day before. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, I've been a little more, we'll say jaded on on that aspect, but um, if, if I think if people are looking at it from a progress versus uh, just a goal and a destination and looking at it throughout that path or throughout that journey, um, as long as they're staying in the right direction and the right trends, I don't think they need to have that hard deadline. But if you're not doing anything, yeah, you're probably not going to reach your, reach your goal. <laughs> So it's probably much more along the lines of have a plan or create some kind of plan, track that plan and check in with it rather than necessarily saying, I will, I will achieve six road trips by June and, you know, right. just kind of instead saying, all right, I'm going to start the planning process here or I'm going to start saving X amount of dollars weekly, so on and so forth. You know, that's something interesting too, is anytime that we're looking at resolutions, behavior change and anything else, one of the best recommendations we can ever offer is to start small 
you know, when you're thinking about, I want to lose 20 pounds, well, you're not going to lose 20 pounds in a day. So really focus on, I'm going to try to lose one pound this week. And then next week, I'm going to try to lose two pounds. And then the week after I'm going to try to, you know, and, and sort of gradually building up those tiny little sets of wins that ultimately lead to that. And I wonder how that's going to work with financial savings. If people are going down that road of trying to add to their bank accounts, because one of the things, and I'm going to admit, I'm guilty of this. When my savings account looks okay, I'm like, mm, I'm okay. I have a little bit of money in savings. I'm okay with spending it now. So pulling on that discipline to say, no, I'm, I'm legitimately going to leave this alone and see what it looks like at the end of the year. That'll be an interesting uh, that'll be an interesting experiment to see how people actually follow through on that. But I think it'll be it'll be the hardest at the end of January when everybody sets this, you know, we'll say that people set a New Year's resolution to be more financially uh, responsible, saving money, whatever it might be called. And they start doing it throughout the month, but then mid to late January hits and all their credit card bills come in from all their holiday purchases. Oops. Um, so, you know, that's why I, I partially say that that January 1st uh, goal day or or setting that goal doesn't really work. Get, get, get past the holiday and all the uh, expenses from the holiday and then set your goal and work towards that. So if we're to provide some coaching to our listeners. And if you do have a new year's resolution or a 2021 resolution, even if it's not the new year type resolution, send it to us, let us know what you're doing. You know, that's actually something that is shown to be helpful is by not necessarily keeping that resolution to us, uh, but being able to have support from colleagues, friends, coworkers, whomever to help you stay on track for that. So send it over to us. Tell us what you're thinking. And you can send that to podcasts at coeuscreativegroup.com. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely check in with you maybe during the year and see how that New Year's resolution is going. But I think one of the things that we can offer is some advice, some counsel on how to maintain whatever it is that you decide to do, whatever your change is. Uh, from that behavioral side of things. I think one of the things, you know, I'd mentioned starting small, but I have found that anytime that I'm looking to change something, the very first, the very first thing I have to do is become aware of what is triggering it, right? So if I want to change my eating, what's triggering me to go to the pantry and grab chips or chocolate or whatever it is? If I want to change my... Um, you know, if I want to change my uh, exercise routine, what cue is creating that urgency for me to actually go to the gym or go outside for a walk? So that awareness piece is really one of the biggest, biggest things. When we become aware of it, what are some different ways that maybe we can be aware of those sort of triggers or those actionable pieces that push us towards whatever behavior we want to change? You know, I think the first thing is when that gets triggered, stop and and try to assess what's causing that. So if, if you are wanting to go get chips or chocolates or candy or some kind of snack food, junk food, you know, pause and go, am I really hungry? Is it stress? Am I bored? Is it, yeah. Um, is it, and, and, and even diving into 
what is it that you want? Are you needing sugar? Are you needing salt? You know, what are those cravings? And trying to figure out, okay, and I would even say, if you're craving sugar, a simple step would be maybe replace that candy with a fruit that's high in, in sweetness. Right? Yeah. It's a small change, but it'll help. Well, I think that that's important too, is because that's a positive change rather than a, I'm taking away something, i.e. I'm going to cut chocolate or I'm going to cut that sweets. And instead it's a pro-positive choice, right? I'm going to eat more fruit. If I make it in that positive aspect, it ends up being, uh, it, there's really good data on this too, is that when you see somebody who makes a positive resolution as opposed to a, I'm going to stop resolution, it's somewhere in a range of like 40 to 60% more likely that you're gonna follow through on that behavior. So I love what you said there in that sort of substitution aspect. And I think it's a, it's a more sustainable route for change. You know, and, and even if you look at it from a financial standpoint, you can cut spending for so long until you, you know, something happens. And that something happened, uh, that something that happens could be a bad situation. Maybe you have to uh, do a car repair or a repair on your house. Um, but that, that stops your savings. And once you start that spending again, uh, you know, you get in the habit of spending the money like, okay, well now it's okay. Now we've got a little bit saved. We can keep going. Um, so, I, I'm not big on completely cutting, but working a little smarter when it comes to maybe replacing or changing uh, a, a bad behavior to a good behavior. Well, and I think it's important to remember that we are human, that no matter what happens, you are going to at some point in time either lapse on your resolution, you're going to lack motivation, you're going to lack discipline, you're going to, you know, you'll have one of those nights where maybe you had uh, one too many cocktails and all of a sudden a bag of chips is put in front of you and you are going to devour that bag of chips. I think one of the things that people really need to remember is not to get down on themselves when that type of a thing occurs. You're human. We're going to have uh, lapses in behavioral judgment. We're going to have those momentary weaknesses or the lack of motivation in some days. And, and just accepting that and moving past it fast you know, saying, all right, you know, the motivation wasn't with me yesterday. I missed my exercise goal, or I didn't have that motivation to get up and go to the gym or whatever that is. Those days are going to occur. The important thing is to dust yourself off and get back on the horse, you know, get back on that schedule. Because one of the things that we do know about habits or habit creation or behavior changes is that just because you miss a day doesn't mean that the habit's out the window as long as you're able to kind of get back at it the next day or the day after, because once you get back at it, well, now you're starting to get back into that routine versus if you miss two days, it's a lot harder to get back into it the third day. Or if you miss three days, it's a lot harder to get back into it the fourth day. And we start making those excuses. So don't beat yourself up if for some reason you have a lapse in 2021. Um, I think we all know that they're coming, but we just, we reject those. Like we don't, I don't know. It, it's really funny to me when people are so upset because they've missed one of their days and, and I get it, you know, you're trying to follow a path or a goal, but. And, and then that, then, then they go, well, I'll restart tomorrow. I'll restart tomorrow. 
no, that, oh, you know, this came up. I'll restart tomorrow. You got to start right away. Yeah. You got to start right well, away. And that's, that's one of the things that I really like to do too, is, is having a, you know, I'm a competitor. I'm a fire type. I like to win. I always look at the achievement, the high scores. For me, having something visual, like some kind of calendar or some kind of, or like even if I'm tracking my behaviors in a planner or if I'm tracking my behaviors in a journal or anything else like that, I want to have something that says, all right, I hit my behavioral goal today, or I, I did not hit my behavior. I lost or I won today, you know, and making sure that I have that visually there like a scoreboard is something that really kind of keeps me motivated to look at it and go, I really don't want to have a blank spot in my calendar for this, you know, for this day. All right, get up, go do whatever it is that you got to do and just get it done. And that helps me a lot by seeing it. It's a constant reminder, that cue. Now, I'm not big on seeing it, but for any of our listeners, is there a particular um, tool that you recommend that they use if they are visual? The simplest one is, okay, so obviously you've seen the fundraising thermometers or anything else like that. One of the tools for me, a visual tool that is something that everybody has, it's the calendar function on your phone. Set a reminder. It's literally that simple. Set a reminder that just clicks every day at a certain time. You want to take vitamins and you want to be legitimate about taking vitamins. Set a reminder to go off every single day at the same time that you have your coffee. And that might be a perfect time for you to then start that habit. But if you have that visual kick, I think that that's something that really just kind of helps put it at the forefront of our mind. Um, for me personally, I like, I like things, if it is a calendar or if it's a, you know, you've got that calendar up on the wall and you really want to change your behavior, putting the X's in the calendars and you start to create that sort of chain of wins, right? You look at the calendar and you say, all right, 28 out of the 31 days of this month, I exercised or I went for a walk. You feel pretty good about that. Like that's going to, you're looking at that calendar, it's going to give you a shot of dopamine and it's going to make you want and crave to kind of keep going. So I think there's a number of different visualization tools that somebody could use, but use whatever's easiest. That's the most important. Use something that you're already using. If you've got a calendar on the wall, perfect. Start using that. If you're using the calendar on your phone, great. Set a reminder and use that. But using something that we're already kind of familiar with, that's the best advice I can give. Because if you're just starting something new, it's a lot harder to start that and whatever behavior change that you want to do as well. Now, for those that may not have followed our podcast in the past, can you explain a little bit about the behavioral uh, approach that we took to our planner development? Yeah, so one of the things that we really looked at was number one the functionality of people who use a planner tend to be able to manage their you know manage their behaviors just in terms of productivity or time management a lot better so what we wanted to do was blend that concept you know just a a generalized planning function with a behavioral twist and we use our behavioral elements program which has four different categories fire air Uh, earth and water. And those are sort of those natural inclinations, those natural behavioral preferences. 
So the purpose of the planner was, all right, if I'm using a planner and I'm planning out some of these different productivity things, how can I be thinking of behavior on a daily basis? So there's prompts in there that say, you know, what are the behaviors I need to do today? What are the, uh, you know, what are the action items that I need to take in order to be the successful person that I want to be today, this week, this month, et cetera, in a year. So it really focuses attention on those behaviors. And then there's a list of different like stretch behaviors that you can do. There's a list of uh, normal behaviors that you can do that'll help you be successful. So it's really about getting in and, and tracking those behaviors. And then you can look back and say, okay, these are the behaviors that I had. This was a successful day. This was a not successful day, all while still maintaining your normalcy of planning. But it's really about infusing that behavioral mindset into the planning system. You know, and I brought that up because as you were talking about how you're a visual person when it comes to goals and habits, I thought, well, that tool kind of lined up really well in creating these visual um, check marks for people or visual cues for people to help uh, help them reach their New Year's goals or their whatever, what do you call a, a, a new goal that's not a New Year's goal? Like if we're, we're telling people don't do it on New Year's, you know, start it on New Year's, but whatever those new habits are, those, those new goals that you're trying to achieve, um, that might be a really good tool to help you along the process if you're a visual person, if you're used to already using um, some kind of a planner or journal. Yeah, so it's funny because I have my fire planner right here on my desk and I'm looking, today's burning behavior. And, you know, did I win or lose? Score, me versus the world. I mean, it's exactly, it's exactly the type of thing that kind of keeps me motivated because if I lose, let me tell you, the next day I'm coming at it hard. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and if, you know, anything, whatever your normal behaviors are, whatever your normal patterns are, if you're using, um, you know, if you're using an app to keep yourself, uh, to you know, plugging in your weight daily into an app, okay, great, do that. But you can always add a an additional behavior onto the behaviors that you already, you know, have kind of solidified. That's called habit stacking. You know, so if I brush my teeth every single morning, I know that right before I get into the shower, I'm going to brush my teeth. Well, great. What else can I add onto that habit that already exists? that might be something that I want to do. Maybe that's where I say, okay, right after I brush my teeth, I'm going to do two sit-ups and two push-ups. Okay. That's small, right? Nobody's going to get, nobody's going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger after, you know, doing two sit-ups and two push-ups, but you're changing your mindset. You're changing your behavior and those things can build on each other. That's the starting small, but adding it to your existing frameworks is a great way for you to kind of stay true to whatever behavioral change you're trying to accomplish. So using that example, would you say over time, after you've got that sit-ups and push-ups into that routine, maybe you increase it to four of each or yeah. something like that? Yeah. And you can, what you end up finding is that, you know, maybe week one, you do two, two every day. And then week two, you do three. And then week four, you do four. And then week five, you do five. And you sort of build on that because it's super easy to get down and do two push-ups and two sit-ups. And it's going to take you less than 30 seconds of your day. And then that first day, 
you've started the pattern of creating a routine. I work out. I am a person who exercises. I do these two exercises and then the next day and the next day and the next day. And what you're doing is literally creating uh, the, the structures for that habit formation. And, you know, there's a really interesting, you know, if I, if I tell you to hold up your left thumb and your right finger and you were to hold both of those up and now I say switch, and you just switch them where it's your right thumb and your left finger and then switch back and then back and forth. You're actually creating new neural pathways. It's really difficult to do. So if you're playing along at home, don't be frustrated that you're firing off guns or that your fingers are not cooperating with your thumbs. You know, I do this, uh, I do this when I talk about these changes, but you're actually creating new neural pathways. And that's really what's key is you create these new neural pathways by doing it small and repeating that action over and over and over again until that neural pathway exists. Once it exists, then you can exploit it, then you can make it larger, you can continue it, you can make it more aggressive, however you want to do it, but you actually have to build that pathway inside of your brain to start off with. And that I think is bringing us towards the end of our show. Let's give our listeners uh, three takeaways that they can implement at home starting on or near or somewhere around New Year's Day. Let's just say starting today, right? So today's January 6th when everyone's hearing this, starting today. If you didn't start January 1st, today is your day. Get out there and do one of these things. Uh, One of the first takeaways I'm going to say is, don't be afraid to start small. Don't try to build Rome in a day. Don't try to, uh, you know, you're not going to do everything that you want to do and just be like, all right, I'm going to run to the gym and I'm going to work out for an hour today. Don't do that. You're ultimately going to set yourself up for failure. Start small, make a tiny win, and then the next one a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. So starting small, creating those milestones, that's takeaway number one for me. You know, for me, it's evaluate what, what you've been doing, where you're at, and what you want to improve. Start there. A lot of people just pick a random goal and like, I want to lose this much weight, or I want to do this road trip. Think about where you're at, what you've been doing. If you want to lose 20 pounds or 50 pounds, if in the last year you've only been increasing weight or dropping maybe only five pounds, that might be too big of a goal to start with. So, so start with something that's reasonable um, based off of your current uh, trends and history. And uh, same with finances. You know, if you want to save a bunch of money, but if, if your income and your expenses in a, in a monthly basis don't, don't allow you to ever reach that goal, that's going to be too hard to hit. So you have to look at What's a reasonable goal that you can set based off of your your history and experience? And I like that reasonability question, right? Because we're all different. We all have different capacities. But I think that that kind of goes to the maybe the third takeaway that I would suggest is tracking. Tracking when a behavior occurs or what the trigger for the behavior is and tracking when you successfully execute whatever behavior it is that you want to adopt. So making sure that you are, uh, you know, staying true to whatever kind of planning modality that you decide to use, but actually writing it down or using the sticky notes function on your computer, that when you do have those urges or things, becoming aware of them, 
and tracking them. Like what are the situations that created that cue or what are the situations that promoted that behavior? And then also tracking your wins. So if you're doing those kinds of tracking mechanisms, number one, you'll increase your awareness and sort of that consciousness about those behaviors. And number two, it's gonna give you that visual cue that you are taking the actions that you need to in order to accomplish whatever milestone goals are or whatever the, you know, the actual incremental changes that you're trying to adopt. And I think most importantly, if, if you don't listen to any of those three tips, stay positive, don't get down on yourself and keep at it. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing to end on. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Behave Intelligently. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you might be listening. Let us know what you think about the episode and maybe your thoughts on resolutions by sending us an email at podcast at coescreativegroup.com. And if you want to learn more about Coeus Creative Group, please feel free to visit our website or connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Tune in next time where we're going to talk more about behaving intelligently.